Sunday, and we would normally be celebrating this day here in this beautiful sanctuary, and we would be singing triumphant hymns with the organ blasting, and we would have the children all lined up, and they would be processing, and we would all be waving our palms. I looked around for palms around here. I couldn't find any palms, but we would normally be waving our palms and shouting Hosea. Uh, in celebration of this day. Palm Sunday is uh, not, uh, not only is it the end of Lent, which it marks the end of Lent, uh, thank goodness, uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly did not mean to give up so much for Lent. Uh, but Lent is over now, and yet we, we still find ourselves um, not together, not being able to uh, uh, be out in the public uh, because of this pandemic. Uh, however, uh, Lent is over. Palm Sunday marks the end of Lent, but it also marks the beginning of Holy Week, which is coming, uh, beginning tomorrow. And in fact, I want to let you know that I will be doing a daily, uh, reading and conversation about each day of Holy Week and what Jesus was doing on those days leading up to Good Friday and ultimately, uh, Easter, which is next week. And we will be celebrating Easter in some virtual fashion uh, on Easter Sunday as well. However, here today we celebrate Palm Sunday. It's the day when Jesus enters into Jerusalem for his last week on earth. And uh, we are told in scripture that Jesus comes to Jerusalem and he sends his disciples ahead and he says, go to a certain place, there's a guy there, tell him you need the donkey he has and uh, bring it to me. And his disciples go and do that. They untie the donkey, they take him, uh, take it to Jesus and Jesus gets on the donkey and they they go to Jerusalem with Jesus on the donkey and the disciples all kind of walking along with him. And as Jesus enters the gates 
Jesus is met with, as, as the people start to see him. They start to shout, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! And glory to God in the highest! And they, they shout and they start, Hosanna, which means, uh, God saves, and they begin to take off their cloaks and they throw them down before Jesus as, and the, you know, the donkeys walking all over their cloaks. I'm sure in retrospect that wasn't such a great idea. But they do that uh, as if Jesus were a king and they rip palm branches down and they begin to wave them like they're banners celebrating the triumphant entry into Jerusalem of the king who had just won a victory in war. Uh, one of the traditions in the Near East at this time was that when there was war declared, the king rode out on a, on a war horse of some sort, carrying a sword and, and looking ready for battle. But when the war was over, when victory had been won, the king gets, a, gets on a donkey and enters the city on a donkey, basically declaring peace. The strange thing about this is Jesus is declaring victory and declaring peace of a war that, that no one's really experienced yet. I'm sure everyone was perplexed by this. Why is he declaring peace when there's, there hasn't been a war yet? But Jesus is doing, what Jesus is doing is very deliberate. It's planned out. And Jesus is trying to get a particular reaction, this particular reaction from the people of Jerusalem. Uh, and to understand that, we need to, we need to understand the imagery that Jesus is using. Jesus is drawing from uh, the prophets in the Old Testament, and in particular Zechariah. And while Zechariah, when he wrote, was writing for his own people in his own time about his own circumstances, as time went on and the Jewish people found themselves, uh, over, you know, uh, being occupied over and over again by some force or another, um, and in this case, Rome. Uh, they looked to the prophecies and they they saw in them a promise of a coming king who would free the people and return uh, return god 's people to glory once again. Uh, uh, they were looked for a king like that who they called the messiah and uh, and so zechariah nine nine became one of those messianic texts that told us what to look for when we are looking for this messianic king whom God will send and this is what this is what it says rejoice greatly O daughter Zion shout aloud O daughter Jerusalem lo your king comes to you triumphant and victorious is he humble and riding on a donkey on a colt the foal of a donkey and he will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth Jesus means to recreate this uh, prophetic text. And when the people of Jerusalem see Jesus riding in on a colt, on a, on a donkey, they recognize this. They know that. They know Zechariah. They've read it over and over again. They learned it in Sunday school. And so when Jesus comes in, they say, hey, Jesus is trying to tell us that he is the Messiah. He's the king we've been expecting and he is coming to bring triumph and victory and 
peace, a particular kind of peace that only comes from God. And, uh, and Jesus deliberately looks, tries to incite the, the reaction that he got from the people of Jerusalem. Uh, I've always liked uh, uh, John Dominic Crossan and Marcus Borg's description of Palm Sunday in their book, The, the Last Week. Uh, in there, uh, the authors describe this procession of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Jesus who comes uh, from the east into Jerusalem and enters the city that direction. Uh, they also describe another procession that is happening, and that is uh, a procession of the governor, Pontius Pilate, coming into Jerusalem, who is coming from the west, coming from uh, Caesarea Maritima, which is about six miles away from Jerusalem. And when there is a big festival or when there is something big going on in Jerusalem, the governor shows up in order to make sure everyone knows that the governor is there and the governor brings an entire garrison of Roman soldiers with him. And so on the other end of Jerusalem, while Jesus is entering in uh, triumphantly uh, from the east, uh, Pontius Pilate and a garrison of Roman soldiers are marching with a lot of pomp and circumstance and with a lot of weaponry and with precision marching. They come in the gates from the west and they are meant to also uh, elicit a response, and that is that response is one of fear, one of you better watch out uh, because Pontius Pilate is here with his garrison of Roman soldiers, and so if there's any trouble, uh, we will be addressing that with force and with might, and we'll come down like a hammer. And Jesus, the gospel writers uh, in describing Jesus, they mean to create this contrast between uh, the world of Rome and the kingdom of God. The world of military and violent domination and the world of uh, peace and grace. The world of exploitation and oppression uh, on the part of the Romans and uh, the world of justice and equity on the part of the kingdom of God. Um, Jesus means for us uh, as we recognize this uh, triumphal entry into Jerusalem, we see Jesus as the Messiah, but Jesus means for us to have to choose and to have to see the contrast between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Rome, between Jesus on a donkey and Pontius Pilate with his Roman garrison. And we we are meant to be given the choice and to make a choice between the world of, of Roman domination or whatever kind of domination system is going on in any given time in the world, uh, including the one right now, and the kingdom of God uh, where the world would, what the world would be like if God were in charge. And in this instance, uh, I wonder what Jesus would be, uh, would be protesting as he came into our city. I wonder, I wonder what, uh, what message Jesus would be trying to send with his declaration of victory and peace and the kingdom of God today. 
Jesus deliberately is standing against the domination system of Rome. And one has to wonder what, what domination systems is Jesus standing against today? Is it our own world? Is, is it the, the broken healthcare system that we can see collapsing around us as people are dying from this, this virus? Is it the, the exploitive, uh, uh, nature of, uh, of money seeking corporations and, and all of the things that come along with that when the focus is on the economy and not on the people. Uh, and, and do we see now, is it, is Jesus standing against the brokenness of all of those systems? Is it the, uh, inherent Racism in some, in our justice system as more and more people of color are being locked away, uh, in disproportionate numbers. Is it the, um, is it the tragic discrimination against trans people or the LGBTQ community as a whole? Is it, uh, is it the, the oppression of women that continues even in this me, even in this Me Too moment and this Me Too movement, uh, we find a lot of pushback against that and so much is being revealed. There are a myriad of things that, uh, Jesus, uh, is standing against right in our own midst or more, more precisely that the kingdom of God stands in contrast to. And uh, I pray that even as we are experiencing these difficult times, and even as we find ourselves um, facing uh, the need to, to isolate ourselves and we're facing this deadly virus, it is a moment for us to ask, how is the world we live in? different than the kingdom of God, even in this moment, or maybe even especially in this moment. I pray that you would invite the Holy Spirit to explore that with you as we enter into Holy Week and we conclude um, Lent with this Palm Sunday. Join me in a moment of prayer. Our loving and gracious God, we hear this message of your declaration of peace uh, even before the war has begun, and we thank you for that. And we pray, God, that you would open our eyes to the domination systems around us um, and the brokenness that comes as a result of that. Uh, if anything, I think our struggle right now as we struggle against this uh, virus, uh, I think it, it reveals all the ways in which our world is broken. And yet it also brings out so so much good in people. Um, we can see the kingdom of God breaking in in the hearts and minds of all of those uh, who are um, gathering around and doing their part to be um, people of goodwill. We thank you uh, and we invite you to be with us throughout Holy Week. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, I thank you again. And again, watch for uh, the uh, my Holy Week presentations that will be going on each day uh, in the morning. So, thank you and God bless.